Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis. This week, we bring back Simon Bielecki of Holt Prize and one of the competing teams of this year's Holt Prize. Simon came on the program on November 6th of last year with his boss, Callum Porter-Harris, to introduce the Holt Prize, and he's back with an update on their progress. All right, Simon, you are back for the second time. How are you doing? Uh, all good. Thank you very much. Okay. Good to be here. So last time you came, you came um, with your boss? With Colin, that's with right. With Colin, okay. And uh, you guys introduced the whole prize and talked a little bit about it, uh, what the whole prize does around the world. That's right. Um, and you are stationed here in Taiwan. That's right. And you uh, help push uh, the whole prize to uh, universities here. That's right. How's it going? Well, it's going well so far. Uh, last time I came here, we were just planning the events. Uh, at this stage, we held six uh, six school finals. Uh, we sent around 17 teams to regional finals, which means 17 Taiwanese student startups went on to pitch to investors in, uh, in many different cities, including San Francisco, Shanghai, Kuala Lumpur, Singapore, many, many different places in the world. And um, so it was very successful. Three schools uh, didn't make it uh, from the planning stage to the actual execution. But uh, so this is our plan for the next year to to also help out those schools to actually push this through. So what happened also is uh, there was one great team from uh, Chengdu University uh, with me today here. So uh, what they've done is after regional finals, which were a very good experience for them, but unfortunately did not receive the, the first place uh, during the regional final. They applied online and they got a spot in uh, Summer Accelerator, uh, which is the, the third and almost f- final stage of Help Price. Uh, that's when your startup will be watched by, uh, by business people, by investors, where you will basically just spend two months intensely preparing yourself for the, for the final. Out of that, five or six teams will be chosen to pitch in New York. For the final? For the final. Okay, so they're still in contention. That's still competition. That's for the right. $1 million seed money. Right, but it's already something we're very proud of because uh, one of the top 50 social startups in the world this year is from Taiwan, from uh, Chengzhou. So that's something big. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how is Taiwan as a place for innovation on the world stage? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess through the whole prize lens. Taiwan is great for, for, for startups and for innovation because there's just so much talent here. Uh, if you look at education rates, how much, uh, what, what percentage of people has higher education, uh, this is very impressive. Also, uh, the kind of technical support you have in Taiwan, like all those companies that do software, hardware, uh, it just provides you with such an opportunity to, uh, to launch your business here, to, to push something technological through. Uh, also, if you just... Um, if you just look at Shinju, what what companies are in Shinju, where you could look for help, uh, you can get the good idea what you can push through with a little help from those Taiwanese companies. And also one more factor is that here there is a lot of talent, a lot of really educated people, a lot of uh, good programmers, graphic designers, a lot of uh, good engineers, and they're relatively cheap compared to other countries. So I think Taiwan is a great place for your startup. Okay, and uh, can you tell me about the whole prize progression in Taiwan? Uh, do you have any numbers as to how many 
uh, universities are participating now versus when you first spoke? Mm-hmm. So uh, when we when we spoke in November, um, we had been planning seven or eight events. Uh, six actually happened. That didn't go as planned, but that's not a problem because uh, the ones that happened were really high quality. We were very surprised with the with the level of the competition in Taiwan. So that was very good. Other than that, well, we're building our community. Uh, last time I came here, we were speaking about the goal of building community, providing more uh, space for, for student social startups in Taiwan. Uh, this is going pretty well. Uh, right now... Um, also, yeah, if we if we talk about November, I mentioned that it was just me in Taiwan. Uh, right now, there is a great team together with me. We are uh, seven people, six uh, more working weekly, one person in the South representing us. What we're doing now is we're trying to organize events for, for students who are interested in startups. We try to raise uh, awareness of the social issues because Halpress is about social entrepreneurship. And um, we have few goals that we still need to confirm, but there. So I will not mention them, <laughs> but but there are great things ahead. So it's it's really good to stay up to date with Hall Price Taiwan. Okay, and when those things come to fruition, maybe come back on the show. Definitely. Uh, so, do you collaborate with any other organizations? So, well, we have big big support uh, from Impact Hub Taipei. It's um. Well, it's a co-working space as well as a social startup incubator. Uh, they're being very helpful. They they let us use their space for for workshops, for for weekly meetings, and uh, they provide very 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 valuable mentorship for us. Because you know we are we are a group of students. We still need a lot of support. Uh, so this is what help. Uh, what sorry, what Impact Hub does for us. Uh, other than that, we're working on further uh, partnerships. We also want to partner up with more schools. Last week, we developed a list of schools that we want to enter into partnership with. And the number reached around 20. So big things are coming in the next year. 20 new schools or 20 in total? 20 in total. So we want the six that successfully participated. The three that dropped out, we want to bring it back to them and push it to actually succeed. And we have new schools, too, that we want to target. But one thing I wanted to talk about today is that there is a opportunity for students to, to bring Halprides to their school. Maybe even if they're not our target school, it sh- definitely shouldn't stop them. So the campus director application is now open. So if any of the listeners are excited about what Halprice is and would like to bring it to their school, would think their school would be a great place for Halprice, definitely, definitely, please do apply. Thanks, Simon. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a college student and would like to bring Halprice to your school, make sure to get in contact with Simon. It's a great opportunity, and you never know if you'll have that million-dollar idea. Now we switch to 2018's standout Hope Prize team from Taiwan, Chengzhou University's Rekove. They're still in the running for the top prize of $1 million. They're set to attend the Summer Accelerator in July, the second-to-last round in the competition. This year's Hope Prize Challenge is harnessing the power of energy to transform the lives of 10 million people. 
Recofe's idea is to provide biogas machines to impoverished families so they can cook their meals. Organic waste, like old food or rotted fruit, can be put into Recofe's machine, which will process the waste and provide methane gas for cooking or heating use. The effect of providing these families with clean gas with a sustainable fuel supply is enormous. We'll jump into the conversation I had with Camila Gonzalez, Recofe team member, when she begins illustrating the impact these biogas machines would have on their target demographic. So now we shift the conversation to the Recove uh, team representative. Could you please introduce yourself? Yes, hello. My name is Camila. Camila Gonzalez. I'm from Paraguay. I'm a student at National Chengchi University. So I'm uh, one of the team members of Recove that was created uh, in response to this 2018 whole price challenge. So we got together last year. We, because we wanted to participate on the on-campus round in NCCU to just come up with a social business idea and have the experience of creating something and pitching it in front of a bunch of strangers. That was like the ultimate goal of okay. us at that time. Okay. And uh, what came of that business plan? Could you explain what Recove does? Recove is revolutionizing the cooking practices in Latin America for families, impoverished families in Latin America. So that's our target. Our idea is to provide a more appropriate cooking system for this neglected sector that currently are relying in wood, coal to provide their cooking needs or maybe just usually because they cannot afford LPG, that is the, the normal cooking gas we can all recognize and we usually get in, their ho- in our houses. So what that brings is just and health issues. It's dangerous because it's fire. We're talking about smoke. So that can bring health issues because of their smoke inhalation as much as fire hazards. Because we're talking about cooking like this in their houses or nearby their houses, around their kids. It's a higher risk of danger. And there are millions and millions of people living like this and relying on wood and coal. So that's our main concern is health. The second one is the environment because that entails cutting trees and spending so much time on getting everything ready to cook. So that takes up to 80 hours a month. We want to reduce CO2 emissions by 70% by using this new system that we want to provide to these families. We think this is a very good solution because it covers many different areas, health, environment, and also can bring a little bit more of income by saving money, earning a bit more money, and having more time to do something else. And did you do all of this work um, before you applied for the whole prize, or was this kind of like you applied and you kind of just try to put it together? Like, can you tell me the timeline there? Yes. So everything started after we decided to apply for the whole prize on campus in NCCU. So when you apply, you don't need to submit a business plan. You say, I want to participate. Yes. Okay. Yes. For the first stage, that's all you need. All the team team member information, name, and, and that's it. Because that's when you start working on your idea, and then the NCCU uh, help prize 
committee started making some um, workshops and training and guiding us and helping us. So we had a few of those before we even had something concrete for our business model. And how much time did, did you have to go from Around signing up a to month. One month. Around a month to define what we're going to do and polish a business model. So actually, we... We went through all the possible ideas regarding energy because it's we need to yeah. uh, harness yeah. the power of energy. So we went through biogas and then no, because ABC reason. Then we went through kinetic energy, like mm-hmm. kinetic batteries. Then we went to solar. We moved back to kinetic. Then we went back to yeah. – we took out wind and water, hydropower. It's too huge for us. It's mm-hmm. – more in an industry level, mm. not in a startup level, and definitely not for our BA backgrounds, like business administration backgrounds. Right. So we wanted to focus on the ones we felt feasible for our business model that were solar, kinetic, or bioenergy. Mm-hmm. So after going through all the possible ideas, all the possible business models existing, we just ended up going back to bioenergy because we believe that that's something that would actually make a difference in our target market. So, yes, we're focusing in Paraguay first, the first two years, that's our base country, because me and my other teammate were from Paraguay. Mm -hmm. So we have the advantage that we have the network. We have the experience in CSR, in communication. um, We know people. We are talking with so many people already and trying to get it already there, mm-hmm. install it, put it in their heads, sharing the idea, getting feedback from them. This is what we're thinking. Do you think would work according to experts working in CSR, education, environment? Um, so it sounds like you had a lot of help and there were a lot of support um, given to you. So could you tell me maybe what was the top advice that you received or the biggest improvement from when you first started until right now? Well, um we had one saying that we need to make sure we have enough credibility. So at the beginning, when we started with this business model, we were focusing on another market. We're focusing on Southeast Asia. We wanted to be a little bit more linked with Taiwan. Mm-hmm. But the, the truth is none of our team members is Taiwanese or from Indonesia or Vietnam. Right. So... The fact that we target and focus where where we know, where we have roots, where we have contacts, just give us so much more credibility. So that was something we we took seriously. We applied. Then um, we have some other meetings, and then we were explained about different factors of like this company that also works for underdeveloped countries and communities and how to actually make a difference for more neglected families. So how can we actually reach people that usually cannot afford these type of things? These business people were trying to show us how they are helping to see if there's some tips that we can go around to make a bigger difference. Mm. And the thing is, it is a challenge, but it's an exciting one in the sense that Latin America has no sense of recycling. It's a huge problem. And it's completely ruining the environment. And Latin American families of any any level, not only low, 
we don't recycle. There's no concept of recycling. Yes, the concept of recycling, the this importance of recycling that we got to live and experience here in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. You know, like we know how you guys here in Taiwan manage to live by recycling so well and how it makes a difference, how everything is way more cleaner. We got to see that and we want to take it there. We want them to see there's not only a product that can give you gas for free eventually because it's just put your waste, get gas. It's free for 10 years, the lifespan of the product. So it's recycle has so much influence in so many little parts of our lives. So we want them to know that, yes, it's a bit more work. You know, separate your, your organic waste, put it there, and then everything else, put it on another trash. It's something that we want people to understand better. And I think that can make a different a difference, not only now and not only for one family, but it's something we're talking about generations here. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in the Summer Accelerator in London. That's mm-hmm. going to start uh, at the at the tail end of July, at the tail end of July. Mm-hmm. What's the game plan for that? You guys going to go in and like, what, what are your expectations? Um, <laughs> yeah. So yes, we've, um, we've been looking into the plan and the schedule for the summer accelerator. It looks like it's going to be intense. That's going to be a huge challenge. It's going to be pitching every week, workshops every week, meetings every week. We already got started with a brochure, now, before July 22nd, that is when the accelerator starts, we need to finish a brochure of our product. We need to polish our business model. We need to have our prototype ready. So this we have June to finish all of that and to have our product ready to be installed in a family. Then we go and we just, it's a process of every week, having meetings and getting ready for every workshop and doing research on every topic beforehand and on every um, presenter and every person that's going to be there working for us and that is going to be leading the workshops. We need to know about them and about the topic so actually we can take advantage of it. So we know it's going to be hard work. The experience is going to be amazing since, since the moment we get there. The place is amazing. We're going to be surrounded by 40 teams from all over the world, the best of all the selections that were happening in the past half a year. So the networking itself and just being there is already going to give us so much. We're going to learn. We're going to have experience. We're going to have network and contacts. Even if it's the worst outcome, it's going to be amazingly productive for us. So even if you lose, you'll you'll gain something invaluable, right? It is invaluable, just as now that we know that we get to go. And we're now on stages of getting financial support and intellectual support, anything that we can get, because we know that the competition is going to be high. And we want to go, we are going to represent Taiwan not only NCCU students, but we are going to be the only ones from Taiwan. So we want um, we want people to have a high, you know, opinion of us and to make Taiwan proud. So we have to go prepared. Maybe there are better teams, but still we need to make a good impression. So that's what we're getting ready to do. 
Okay. And um, what does the future hold for you and also your teammates uh, in terms of uh, Recove or otherwise? Well, as far as Recove goes, it's we're taking it one stage at a time. Yes, as far as we can get, as much as we can get done, because we believe in it. We've been working out on it a lot. We're putting in the hours. So we want to see it come through. It's something that, yes, we're doing our best with Hull Price because that's an amazing experience and the seed money is great. We can get started with that. If not, there are other options that we're going to go through. But besides the Recove experience and the business that we're trying to get here, um, the team members will have different uh, plans because we're in different stages of our lives as well. So one of our team members is still in school, so she has one more year in order to graduate, so she's going to stay in Taiwan and finish school for sure. Um, the other two are graduating, finishing thesis, or looking for a job, also planning to be based in Taiwan for a longer period of time. Me, I'm graduating now, and after the Summer Accelerator, applied to go home because I haven't been there for over two years. So I'm going to go home, take a little break maybe, and then see what comes next year. Try to get apply for jobs, apply for opportunities. If Recobe is not happening for some reason, we're going to see what else we can get done. Okay, very cool. Um, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thanks again to Camila Gonzalez for coming on the show to talk about Recove. Good luck at the Summer Accelerator. I'm rooting for you guys. And good luck with you and your team's future endeavors. And also a big thank you to Simon Bialaki for coming back on the show to update us on the Hope Prize Taiwan. Hopefully we'll see him again for another update. Thanks for listening to this week's Taiwan Talk. If you like this offering, check out the other podcasts on the ICRT Podcast Network. Taiwan This Week, Taiwan Talk's big brother, so to speak, is a great show that discusses weekly news developments in Taiwan every Friday night. And that about does it for me this week. I'm Alex Lewis.